Welcome into season three, episode two of the One Two Six podcast. School has started, and we have both of our head football coaches in the building today. Like I said, this is episode two of season three. I am Addison McKelvin. With me, as always. Coach Weaver, Coach O, how's it going? Good to see you, Addison. It is good to see you. We uh, Day one of the school year mm-hmm. is in our back pocket, and this is, you know, moving through the first week. Um, Forney High's had a scrimmage. North Forney's got their first scrimmage coming up really quickly, and we'll be to our first football game before you know it. Yeah. So uh, this will be a fun episode. Yeah, and I, I need to get on it. I don't know if I'm ready for the first football game on the scoreboard side. We had so many scoreboard technical issues over the summer. Yeah. That we're still trying to figure out. We'll get it figured out. Yeah, we'll be ready know, to go. It's, you got you got a good bunch of kids. That yeah. you, you guys figure it out every Actually, year. Actually, I don't. We, we, everyone graduated. Are there bad kids? Are you saying you have no good kids? Come I have, on. I have no kids at all. They all <laughs> oh, graduated. Oh, my. So I have to find a whole new crew. Uh, you need um, to be recruiting, using oh, this I podcast am, as a recruiting tool. I am recruiting. Um, <laughs> I have, if, if you see these around campus, I have these these. Brightly colored flyers. Over oh, those here. are cool. Oh, oh that's nice. That's for, pretty for nice. The fam, you know, maybe the, our football coaches could help you out with that. I bet they know a lot of kids on that's campus. That's true. You'll probably do. Um, so today, speaking of football coaches, we're going to talk to both of yes. our head football coaches. Kind of an interesting thing in Forney history, I guess. This is the first time we've had two new head football coaches right, starting their 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 seasons. Uh, absolutely, and it's it's. It's a unique dynamic here, too, because, um, you know, Coach Fleener was here last spring. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure to his student athletes and his coaches right. and the focus on the people on campus, he doesn't necessarily feel like a new. But right. this is his first season to begin as the head football coach at, at Forney High. Coach Luster has been a number of years at North Forney as the assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. This will be his first season as so taking the helm. So both are new and neither are new. That's right, yeah. It's kind of weird. All it right. is, it is. Both are podcast veterans, but yes. they haven't coached their first football game yet they as are. head coach. So um, before we get into interviews and all that stuff, we're going to go over to you. We. All right, so um, both of these guys are – are guys that that uh, I have a lot of respect for. I mean, I don't think you can place someone in a head coaching position unless, um, you know, at least in the, in a perfect world, uh, there's somebody who who commands respect. I think respect is a as a topic that comes up a lot in athletics. You know, mm-hmm. respecting your opponent, respecting your teammates, and so forth. Um, and usually, respect is is something about extended to someone else, right? You respect um, something you see in someone else. But I want to talk about respect for a second. Um, reflexively and athletes I believe this is an important lesson for athletes it could apply to anybody right I mean I, so much about athletics could apply to anything any profession any of us mm-hmm. that you know maybe aren't coaching or aren't playing anymore but athletes who are not gracious I'm going to talk about that at a couple of specific examples I think they disrespect their own talent mm. okay and that that's my point today um, is let me, give, let, me give, let me just do it this way. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Number one, coach is talking to the team in a huddle, in the gym, on the field. We've all seen this. And there's one kid, one player, who's not engaged in that huddle, right? I'm getting a drink of water. I'm tying my shoes. I'm going to go sit down. 
Coach O, have you seen this? Yes, I have. Okay, don't call names. But um, you, it's noticeable, isn't it? Yes. May not even cross the kid's mind, but very noticeable. Here's another one. Two players paired up in practice. I mean, the point of being in a pair, probably in a practice drill, is try to make each other better. Well, one of them's not giving it up for the other one. Mm -hmm. he, he put, you know, putting time in to make himself better, but not necessarily putting in whatever's responsible in that drill to make the other person better. Okay, there's another one. Here's a third one. We've all seen this, and we try to uh, steer away from it, but an official makes a call, and you see the competitor make a baby face, you know, what I, what I call a, a face a baby should make, not, not somebody who's, you know, a mature student athlete or whatever, reacting to that call, which is completely out of their control. Three, three examples of a some type of lack of respect or disrespect, mm -hmm. but really the most troubling thing about that is it's, it's, it's a disrespect of their own talent because if you have, we all have talents, we all have value, we all, everybody brings something to the table with a team. Um, if you recognize that, then I, I think that has a natural lead into being gracious and, and wanting to help other people get better. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think graciousness is direct evidence of maturity. Um, and maybe the maturity to recognize somebody's own talent, your own talent. And, and if you do recognize that, I think you should automatically have a gracious demeanor. Young people get an opportunity in sports to express their talents. And, and there may be a lot of different ways. You know, there may be mm -hmm. that they're the fastest kid on the team, but that may not be what you bring to the table as a teammate. It may right. be something else. Well, don't, so don't let that lead to jealousy or to um, disrespect of the other guy who is the fastest player because really then you're just holding yourself back. And, and I, you know, um, we see that with athletes. I'm going to give you the flip side. It's also really easy to see an athlete that is gracious. You know, apply that to these three scenarios. You look and you see a coach is talking to the team in a huddle or, or after the game, win or loss, and you see those kids that are really engaged, what automatically goes through your mind? That that kid is, is into it. They are bought in to that team. They're of you can tell. <laughs> it's body language, it's facial expression, it's engagement. Um, I see that other kid that's not engaged, and my humanness says as an athletic director, I'm watching, I'm you know, I'm a watcher, we're watchers, we go see these games just like spectators. Well, that coach shouldn't even be playing her. I wouldn't play her. You know, she's not engaged. She may be talented. She's mm -hmm. disrespecting her own talent by pulling my my you know focus on her talent or ability away and making me focus on something that is is detrimental. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second example: the two guys paired up in practice. I go see a football practice, and you got two guys doing a drill, right? And 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 they're supposed to be. I mean, the whole point is you put two guys together that can make each other better. One guy's focused on making himself better, but he's not giving it up to make the other guy better. Um, well, what's he doing? I mean, is that insecurity? Is it jealousy? You know, what is it? Is it? It's not good, whatever it is, because he may be focused on himself, but basically what he's saying is I'm not talented enough to feel good about myself and make the other guy better. Third example, the official, mm -hmm. right? You see the official make a call and, and, and a, the kid, um, you know, makes a face like a baby biting into a dill pickle. Mm -hmm. We've all seen that. Um, I lose a little bit of respect. For, I mean, you know, for that kid, because you're, you're, 
you're focused on is on something that you don't have any control over. Right. And um, but the, by contrast, you see the kid who smiles at the official and says yes sir or no ma'am, takes the you know delivers the ball to him. Mm-hmm. Automatic again, my humanness as an athletic director. Of course, I'm looking at the coach going, the coach is doing something right too, is teaching it right. But that kid is showing respect and that kid has a healthy respect for his or her own talent. So right. that's that's my weave. Don't disrespect your own talent. Um, unfortunately, I mean, you know, kids aren't perfect. So um, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to be disrespectful of their own talent at times. But in the large scale, you know, our goal is to get them to understand their value as an individual and what that brings to the team. Mm-hmm. I think that's good for anybody. It's a lesson for anybody. Right. But it's absolutely a lesson for a budding student athlete is respect your own value enough to not do things that distract or, or um, devalue it. Right. So there you uh, go. Uh, that is, I mean, some great points right there. I've got some questions for our coaches today that I think will um, – give them an opportunity to kind of pull some of the same ideas that you're talking about good um and and be able to kind of expand on those and let us know how they're putting that into into practice but before we get to that we do have our subject spotlight today today with coach l so let's send it over well all right so today for the subject spotlight we're talking pig skins i mean that's fitting yeah since we are it's a football episode Mm -hmm. right and well, I guess before you get into that, I'll let you formally introduce our our guests today. We haven't even done that yet. Um, so who's because because our guests always take part in the subject spotlight, correct? Sure. Okay. Well, we've got Coach Lester, mm-hmm. and we have Senior William Bressy, football senior that's uh, that's come along for the north side. We are going to get to the south side of town in a minute. These are the Falcon representatives. Yes. yes. So. Um, we're really not talking about pig skins, mm-hmm. okay? We're talking about pork skins oh, and okay. pork rinds and pork crackling. Uh, and you tricked us on that one. Uh, you know, as Coach Weaver affectionately calls them, uh, chicharrones. Chicharrones. Chicharrones, yes, I'm sorry. You. Chicharrones. Yes. So, you know, if you're from the country, mm-hmm. you know what a pork skin is. You bet. And if you're true country, you love them. So I, I see, <laughs> I see Coach Luster with with uh, shaking his head vigorously, now, in, the, in the affirmative, nodding yes. his head. Now, now, say. now, Coach Luster, uh, Coach Weaver likes the you know spicy, hot, yeah. spicy. Me myself, I just like regular. You know, what about you? I, I'm more of the barbecue kind of. Okay. Myself. Okay. All right. I, I seriously, I my, my wife is such an awesome lady. She gives me a, a bag every every week. Well, look really? you there. Yep. Well, a very apropos topic today, yeah. Coach O. Well, now, do you have a specific cola that you drink while eating them? Dr. Pepper. Mm. Well, Dr. Pepper, that is one that's good with... Yeah. That came up in our yeah. office. Stormy Glaze, our mm-hmm. new athletic secretary, was talking about this. The Dr. Pepper is the best thing to wash down a good uh, pork skin with. Pork rind. Pork rind. Or chicharrones. Yes. If you prefer. Sweet tea's not bad either. I bet. That's true. Now, this youngster over here, have you partook in pork rinds? Never. Never? No. I, w- I wasn't raised in the country. I, well, I was born in Seattle. Coach Luster, what are you mm. teaching over there? Uh, I mean, it's all right. We'll forgive to- you for it. It's okay. <laughs> 
We're going to blame this on you, Luster. Let's be educating these young people. <laughs> At least I agree with the Dr. Pepper part. Okay, that's well, there the, you go. Part of the way. Way to save him. Now, Coach Weaver, you're hot and spicy. You know, I mean, come on. Uh, you know, I, my summer jobs when I was growing up, when I was in high school, my summer jobs were uh, working in the hayfield, uh, milking cows, and uh, working in sweet potatoes. So I've eaten lots and lots <laughs> of pork skins. I prefer to wash them down with a nice cold Mountain Dew, uh, okay. which is better than money when you're out there in a, in a hot hayfield. Um, and I prefer the ones that are almost glowing red, ultra yes, spicy. We know you want everything spicy. You know, we want them very spicy, and then you wash that, wash it down with I cold Mountain Dew. Spicy. That's good pork rinds before, but that oh, sounds better to me than yeah, the originals. They're really good. So originals are listen, Addison. After you had, you go back to originals. It's just a little bland. You know, it's like yeah. it's a little cardboardy. You know, once you get into those spicy ones. Well, I mean, I just I can't appreciate the spicy because I just can't eat spicy food. It yeah. just doesn't agree with me. Gotcha. I was going to ask, do you hit like hot sauce with them? You have hot sauce to it? No, I've never done that. I may try it. My mom would eat the plain ones, but she would add add the Louisiana hot sauce. Okay. She does her own hot and spicy. Right. Yeah. And I can't eat Louisiana hot sauce. I mean, I I put that on my You know, they actually make those. I noticed you... by the way, I, I know you have a bag on the table today. Right, because so I felt I'm like not sure what you're going to do. Well, with them. I felt like there were going to be some people who were not familiar with it, oh. so I just brought this we, we bag. Yeah, you they know. might not know what it was. Right, right. So you can see they may want to go buy. I mean, are those now. up for grabs? I'm just wondering. Well, I mean, it's possible. Okay. Well, they have. I noticed those are those called very a large print across the front. Traditional. So really, yeah. that means they got no flavor. Um, <laughs> it should just say boring. These are ba- these are baconettes. Dry. I think yeah. Tom. I see Tom's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different people that put these things out, but um, I respect that your mom. You know, she comes brings her own yes. brand of hot and spicy. I'm Sometimes I see them Louisiana hot sauce flavored. You see those mm-hmm. Tabasco. I've seen Tabasco before. I've tried all those. Those are all good. Tabasco. Yeah, that sounds good. I, Did I just lose my country card? How so? No. Because, because you didn't I, eat the hot and spicy? Right, yeah. No, no, not at all. Okay. You're still eating pork rinds. My mom would also, with her Dr. Pepper, and this is kind of country too, she would have peanuts. Pe- peanuts to yeah. the oh, yeah. pepper while she ate the, the yeah. pork rinds and the, with the hot sauce. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Good I, woman. I have not had Dude. pork rinds in years. Um, I liked pork rinds as a kid. At some point, I was like, I just don't think I want to eat these anymore. What happened to you, Addison? I don't know. I just haven't had them in a long time. So I. Yeah, I probably need to try one of these today and and refamiliarize myself. Yeah, but I haven't had should. the spicy ones. Th- that sounds good to me because I love spicy chips and stuff. Well, unfortunately, at the Seven Eleven, there were no spicy. I was oh. going to get some spicy ones as well. It's, but. Yeah, it's forny. You know, it's too too many uh, metropolitan people like Addison around that <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> don't me. eat pork rinds because uh, you know they're from the it's city. Just, just I'm from the city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's me. Uh, <laughs> Well, whatever. Are, okay. are, are we? Uh, is this wrapped up? Our, our yeah, well, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to step on your toes here. No, I mean, yeah, you're going to rip oh, into no, that no. bag. Now, yes, we're done. We're done for now. We're done until we can get you know Fleener over here. We can't. We can't break into this right now because there's not a worse food to listen to someone eat closely in a <laughs> microphone rattle, than pork. Just rattle right. the bag for the microphone. Oh yeah. No one wants to hear us <laughs> chomping down on pork rinds. That's we'll, a neat topic, Coach. Uh, it is. Yeah, very kind of a kind of a marginal one, you know. Yeah, we're, we're way out there, and um, when you're well, I'm, I'm trying to keep you guys on your toes. a pork rind roundtable, yes. <laughs> not not what anybody would anticipate. 
No, I love the randomness <laughs> of the of the ozone for sure. Um, but now we're gonna we're gonna hop into our interview here, and um, so Coach Coach Weaver has the weave. Um, I've decided that since we do know our guest today, for the most part, you've been on here. We're gonna I'm gonna focus in on a couple little things, but before we get to that, um, just wanted to say congrats on the promotion. Thank you. Um, and how are you kind of adjusting to the new the new role? I guess. Man, it was um, that humbling, you know. I can say that, you know, it's um, to to be named and and take that chair after Coach Jackson, man, a huge figure. It's just uh, it's humbling, but it's nothing that I wasn't already doing. I was already speaking in front of the team. I was already kind of leading here and there. So it's just a, a just a bigger piece of the of the mm-hmm. pie that I've, that I've taken on. Um, well, I always say this: it's easy because I have a great staff around me. You know, we. We learn a couple of words. Ubuntu is one of the words that we learn, and that's just that those guys make me a good head coach. So it's been a, a smooth, easy transition. It's, it's nothing new. The, I don't have to come in and, and try to get the people to, to learn who I am, what I'm about. They, they already know it. Um, I got my um, starting lineman here. You know, he gave me the, probably the best compliment yesterday because he already knows, already know, already knows me. So the, the kids are trying to fall in line. We're just really, man, enjoying the practice here. So mm-hmm. I'm in my element now. So it's been really great. Um, so let's touch on that a little bit. So this is kind of bragging time for your players right now. Um, what are the things that so far we're just now kind of getting started? What are the things that you've been impressed with? And is there any specific players you'd like to kind of call out? Uh, the thing that I really, honestly, I've I really been impressed with was, man, the – you know, Coach Jackson always demanded, you know, hey man, fly around, don't walk around. It's it's a it's a, it's a higher notch now. Um, our kids, it's just that they're they're doing it, um, not having we're not demanding it for say. They know our they know our standards and expectations. Uh, man, senior leadership is just taking over, and like it's like it's, it's refreshing to come to practice and just watch, just watch. You know, you know, you got your your baby, mm-hmm. and you kind of see that baby take his first step. You know, you know, we're all cheering for that. Come on, you can do it. Right. They're out there. They're out there doing it. It's been really awesome. Uh, for his players, man, they've all been great. Now, I have to say, man, uh, not a surprise, but man, we got a receiver. Tylen Crochet has been really, really impressive. The guy just makes catches. Don't even think about what he's doing. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, he's it's really impressive. You know, we've got. Uh, we're trying to find some 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 D linemen. Um, there's been a couple of guys, um, a young guy that we moved from linebacker to, to D line, uh, Rubio. And, and Rubio's man, he's a silent kind of leader. The kids follow him because he's his work ethic. So that's kind of where we're at. You know, we don't have. My, that's the reason why he's sitting here right, right with me right now. William Bressy, he's more of my vocal leader. Well, we got a lot of guys who just being lead by example, and it's been awesome. Where I think that's kind of where my team is at. You know, last year we, we had a great, strong uh, senior group of his leaders. This year, man, we got. I, I, we might have more. They're just not as vocal. They're just kind of just a hey, follow my lead type type deal. And so you have different kind of leaderships. But I think this year we have got the right leadership this year. That is awesome. And William, we haven't forgotten about y'all. I'll get you. Coach O is kind of. We're gonna do kind of a one-on-one segment where Coach O gets to grill our athletes today with your questions. Cool with that, Coach? I'm yeah, and it's, not, and it's just going to be one. I'm yeah. going to ask you each one question. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so so you are beginning the year. Um, I know a lot of times coaches kind of have kind of a central theme for this season or whatever. Do you all have that right now? What's kind of the key for this season? Uh, it's We're changing our core values. So last year, you know, we had every day was a different core value, but now – it's uh, trust, heart, uh, integrity, and um, servant. So I think 
with that changing, that really indicates that the program is changing mm -hmm. with Luster. Is there any of those that um, that that you really resonate to? One of those one of those core values that you talked about that seems really important to you specifically? Uh, definitely servant. Uh, mm -hmm. This entire summer, I've helped uh, many of our administrators and many families help move, build fences. Uh, and I think that comes with leadership, that if you serve other people, uh, you know, it makes you want to lead. You mm -hmm. know? I gotcha. Yeah, that, that servant leader thing is not is something that I don't think is talked about enough. Um, but so that kind of brings me to the thing that I'm going to focus on um, talking to you, Coach. And that's kind of where we're at um, right now with, with young people, and it's kind of modern challenges. So what are some challenges that you see students facing that you probably didn't have to face um, whenever you were in high school and playing football? I'll be honestly, man, I, I talk to my own children about this. It's just a comparison. That's the thing I think that's the most deadly thing in America right now, just comparison. Mm -hmm. You know, that you get on, on social media and, and you see this one team's doing this or another team doing this. So, hey, coach, we want to do what this team is doing. Or, hey, uh, man, I want to make this play that this guy is doing. So I think comparison is really dangerous. Uh, I didn't have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. uh, man, and, and when I was growing up, it was all about being original. Originality was, was a big deal. You don't want to do what everybody else is doing. You want to be different. These guys here all want to be like I, I want to do what this guy's doing. This guy's doing. Why can't I have what this guy's ha having? It's, it's uh, so it's, it's basically every day, and it's right in their face. Every time they open their phone, there's something to compare themselves to. You know, you, you talk about it even with the young ladies. You know, they're always comparing themselves to to this one or this person or that person, a Kardashian or someone else. So it's just that I think that's a deal I didn't have to deal with that they just constantly just getting hit with this, this comparison. Okay, that is that is yeah. You see, I mean. Well, like I said, you see why we got respect for the people we work with. It's extremely insightful, mm -hmm. but Mr. Mr. Bressy's comments as well, especially particularly focus on servanthood. Um, kind of goes back to makes me think about what I talked about earlier. Those three mm -hmm. th those three examples I gave. If you have a servant mentality, those are it's like taking an eraser and wiping them out off the board. It's not even an option. Right. You know right. what I mean? Really. I, it, I, I worked with a coach uh, years ago who carried, carried a. Uh, walk around the gym carrying a, a pacifier on a lanyard in his pocket, and if you you know if a kid acting like a baby, pull that out and make him wear it around their neck. Um, that was a little extreme, um, but the truth is, if you I love that, it's pretty, <laughs> I, I, I will say it was effective. Yeah, it was effective. I'm stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> it was effective. You know, to whistle around his neck and pacifier in his pocket. But if you, um, I think if you approach life, but certainly football practice, um, with a servant mentality, oh yeah, then. It takes you down the right path every time. Mm -hmm. that's, that's really gratifying for me to hear, and I do see that definitely with these with these young men and with mm -hmm. our coaches. And I love the I love the point about comparisons and how those can be so harmful. I think a lot of times we as people we naturally compare ourselves to like best case scenarios instead of worst case scenarios, right? Why am I not as fast or as big as this person? When you don't compare yourself to like, hey, I can I can walk, I can I can run, I can play this sport that not everybody gets to play. Yeah. So. I we can should, cheer my for my teammates. Right. I can be a servant on the sideline, which makes my team better mm -hmm. until I get my shot on, right. on, on the field. And there's there's always things that, that we get to do that not everybody gets to do, especially living where we live. So to compare ourselves just one direction is, yeah, is that, not fair. That was our message this morning. You know, we have a, a no-shave, no-earring type policy there. and But even though it's, it's, it's in our dress code as, as a high school, mm -hmm. you're a football player, you know, you're different. You set yourself apart from from everybody up in the up in the building. You're you're different. You, can, they can't do what you do. You're not going to do what they do because you're different. It's a, it's a pride deal for for mm -hmm. us. 
Um, and going back to, to these guys and, and, and by being servants, that's 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 that's, that's me at, at my core. So that's the reason why I wanted to turn that and express that with, with my team. This is what I want to see. I, I, you know, we always say that I want I want my team to model me or to reflect what, what I what I believe in. And, and the number one thing we talked about it was trust, heart, integrity, I mean, and just being servants. If they could do all those four, mm. T H I S. That's yep. this. This makes you a Falcon. So that's kind of what we're, what we're going with. That is awesome. I love that. And and you mentioned it uh, briefly in your last answer. Um, this is something that I'm really passionate about. Me and Coach, we were actually talking about this um, the other day. So you you coach young men. Um, as, as a football coach, that's who you spend your time with. What's something specifically that that you would like to instill in young men that, that you look at and you say, hey, I, I gotta, I've got to pay attention to this and i got to make sure my, my guys know this? For, for me, and once again, and, and Bresci can attest to this, it's just no excuses. You know, I, I'll tell them over and over. You know, I, I hear even this morning, I had a mom come up, and, and the first thing was, he doesn't have a dad. You know, neither did I. But I had a great mom. That's what, that's what I tell that young, young mom. You have to be a great mom. You can't make excuses for him because sooner or later, in four years, that, that son you're making an excuse for, He's not going to have you there to make the excuses for me anymore. You know, him him not getting his physical, him not being here on, on time, it's not going to fly when he go out and get that job. I could treat your son as he is, he remain the same, or I could treat him like a young man and he's going to eventually become that. Mm -hmm. So I pour into these guys and I tell them this story. They're they probably tired of hearing about my mom. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I talk about my mom over and over and over because she's such a, even today I talked about her. Man, she was such a, a huge figure in my life because how I watched her go about doing things, you know. Um, never made an excuse. Always went to work. Still, she's seventy-four years old. Still going to work. Still going to work, and I hate it. But but the deal is, that's just who she is. She never made excuses for herself. Never let me make an excuse. You know, I tell the story all the time. It's like I tell my mom, "Say, mom, I'm, I'm sick." She would make, "Hey, you go to school. The nurse will send you home." <laughs> so that's the only way I can get out. The nurse sent me home. That I was sick. <laughs> so my mom wouldn't. She wouldn't even let me stay home. Even if I had a fever, she left. You got a high enough fever. You got a little bit. If it gets hired, the nurse will send you home. First so, off, a son is never too old to try to make his mom proud. Let me say that. And I know exactly, your mom is proud of you, exactly. but she she uh, is. I'm still I'm still <laughs> when I go back home, I'm married son. I'm not even coach lust. Yeah. I'm not anything else. I'm married son when I get there. So mm -hmm. it's still I take pride in that. So it's awesome. That is that is great. Um well, and when I think about Lester, all I can think now, I'm just like, it's hashtag, the answer is always yes. I mean, that's what I think when I mm -hmm. see him. The answer is always yes. There you go. I did I did hear about that. Did you and hear about yeah, that? I did hear about that. That's How about awesome. that? Boy. Um, um, so one more question I have for you. So we're going to kind of step away from our, our – and then I'll toss it over to Coach O. We're going to step away from kind of – the, the real serious stuff, and we're going to talk about some fun stuff in football. So this is your first year as head coach. you got another first-year head coach on the other side of town. I know that players do this to a fault sometimes, and that is put a lot of weight on the rivalry and the Unity Bowl and stuff like that. Um, as a coach, how hard is it for you not to get sucked into a rivalry and really want to win that first one against Forney? It's, 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 it's hard because everybody around you is focused on it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it doesn't matter what you do. You have a parent meeting. That's the number one question. Right. You know, uh, I went to um, church and ran a uh, youth camp. Number one question. Even the, the little guys. <laughs> so it's, it's no, being in this town, you can't avoid it. You know, uh, but I, I have a great respect for Coach Fleener. Uh, my guys who, who, who've who been a part of it, we, we know, you know, that the answer to this, hey, we're going to focus on everyone. But that, that game, it means, it means a lot to these, to these young men. And I'm not going to sit here 
and, and, and say that it that it doesn't, uh, man, they they circle that. You know, it's been that way since they've been in since just Brown. When Brown plays Warren, it's a big deal. Right. It's just you can't live in this town and, and not think of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like like I tell everybody, man, you can't come to Texas and not go to Waterburger. You can't come to Texas and not go to Bucky's. It's just part. It's just who you are. You can't come to Fournier and not think. North Forney, Forney High School robbery. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Bucky's hadn't given us anything yet for the one two six, but I, I, I do. <laughs> that's right, Coach. I do appreciate you bringing up Whataburger because we love Whataburger. Yeah, it, it, that's, that's right. my. I, anytime I get a new kid, I always ask, "Hey, you wear boots? Have you been to Whataburger?" Yeah, that's all. That's all I care about. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. If, if they if they answer correctly, they automatically get a little bit of credit from you right away. They're on the team. And there so, you go, Mr. Bressy. He has not introduced you to the uh, pork skins. However, yes. it does sound like he's educating you in some way over there at North Forney. Uh, yes, he uh, he pours into us every day. Every day he has another lesson, another message, just for us to take in and learn and become mm-hmm. young men. There you go. So, um, how did how did as players how did the how did the team react whenever y'all found out that one Coach Jackson was stepping away from coaching, and then how did y'all react whenever Coach Lester was named head coach? Uh, with Jackson leaving, it, it hit because whenever I think. Whenever I thought of North Fournier, I thought Coach Jackson, you know, his program. Uh, I think we were all excited for for Coach Luster to be uh, to step up. You know, we, we all know Coach Luster. We all know, he you know, he's a family man. He cares about us. So I think we're all excited to have him as a head coach. Awesome. Coach O? So, you know, I, I had several questions prepared for you guys, but I'm not going to grill you with them. I'm just going to ask you one. I think we'll get some really good insight from you um, about it. But – and I'm going to ask both of the seniors this, but what are the characteristics of a good teammate, and do you consider yourself one? Uh, I think the main characteristics is you need to be reliable. You need that trust. You know, uh, you know, you need to fight for the man next to you, and I think that's a big part. If you can trust the person next to you, uh, you can win. And trust is one of their. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first one. It's one, the first one. That's yeah. right. All right, well, um, we do have to jump over to the south side of town, so thank you both for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks and for having us. Best of luck this year. He was so nervous about coming <laughs> on here. We, I showed him all the questions that we were going to answer. He, he had some great answers for all of them. Hey, how about this? Okay, let me throw this out. Uh, Mr. Bressy, is there anything else you'd like to add yes. today to, the, to your uh, spot here on the podcast? Now you're on the spot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you off pretty easy. Uh, maybe you, you ask one of the questions. <laughs> okay, Coach O, you get, you get to ask him one more question. I just, think just it's fair to ask one. two. You know, they need to maybe feel like they got grilled yeah. a little bit here. Come on. We don't okay. want to make it too easy I mean, for them. Just lightly, medium rare. Grill them a little bit. Yeah. Pizza or hamburger? <laughs> Both. It was harder than I anticipated. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm an offensive lineman, so it's really... Uh, how many pizzas and how many hamburgers? Well, yeah, okay, so how many pizzas? Uh, after a game, I could eat, I could eat two. Oh, yeah. And wow. what kind? Yeah, where would you go? Uh, well, we get Domino's after the game, but okay. personally, I like pizza because they have stuffed crust. I like their stuffed crust. Okay. They okay. Stuffed crust, good. Uh, <clears throat> he only has one op- There's only one option on hamburger. Yeah, I'm I was about to say, you. so what's your hamburger choice? Because... It, Choose, <clears throat> choose wisely. Whataburger. There, there you go. go. Good, smart young man. You got a specific combo that you like? Uh, sweet and spicy bacon burger. There that's you my go. Favorite. Okay, uh, now that's the first that's time new. we've heard that one yes. come up. It's really? an all-time favorite. That, that's my, How about that's that? My favorite. Mm-hmm. I never would have known. What was that number you told Rod Brown to get? Uh, it was like a, it was 
and three patties. And I think I don't oh. know. Three patties. The triple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It has no cheese. So you have to ask for cheese. Make sure you ask for cheese. Mm-hmm. How about that? I guess I don't want you to have the cheese after Coach, you get three uh, patties. Well, you know, I mean, these linemen, they can, <laughs> they can put a pretty large quantity of food away. Yeah. So. I'm glad it's Whataburger that you selected. We're proud of you. Yes, Thanks. we are. Coach Luster, Will, thank you for being on here. Man, Best of luck. Always appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. And with that, we're going to play a little musical chairs. And we're going to hop over to the south side of town. All right. So we have Coach Fleener and we have Senior Josh Stevens. Welcome into the podcast. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so we are going to go ahead and jump in. I'm going to ask you the same question. Well, what? hold on. Wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry, yes, Coach O. because go I've been anticipating Coach Flaner getting up here to see if he is. Yes. Uh, yeah. I saw, his know, eye, I saw him cutting his eyes over here from the green room when we were talking about <laughs> Chicharrones earlier. Yeah. because He is from, from he, the San Antonio know, area. He's going to say something about my mispronunciation, of course. But... <laughs> 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 he always gives me a hard time. You guys don't know. You don't see it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any idea what you're talking about, Coach O. You've yeah, been one of right. my favorite people since I've been to Fournier ISD. I can't believe you'd say that about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> see, he's very manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> As every head coach must be. Yes. So, I mean, are you a fan of pork skins, pork rinds? I, I will say, as uh, Coach Weaver brought up, being from San Antonio, he go. does have the uh, proper name for those, and they are chicharrones. There you go. That's right. Um, I will tell you, though, not something that ever took with me. Oh, really? I was just, oh. I don't know, my, my, my brother could eat them three, four bags at a time. Yeah. Loved them. Uh, I just, I don't know, the taste just wasn't, wasn't my deal. But yeah. I, I, I got excited, and that's why I turned over here, because... I heard the proper name used. The See, yeah, that's right. See, uh, he's getting on to me. I told you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, you know, we, I spent some time in South Texas. And I practiced yesterday. You practiced? <laughs> yeah, I practiced trying to say it the right way. Or you word. like chickaronis. <laughs> you, listen, and we, there is, the truth is, if you, really, if you really want to get down and do some true research on this topic, uh, pork skins and chicharrones are a little bit different, really, at, at fundamentally, because pork skins is just a skin. Uh, now it's going to well, that's baconettes. I know they po- they printed on there <laughs> same word, both. but it's really not. Uh, I do know that. A little bit different. They little meat on a little yeah. meat on the skin, you know, a little oh, okay. fat in there with it. Used a little thicker, a little heavier. Let's, let's put, put it this way: if I see chicharrones big up on the board, I'm going to expect it to be a whole lot better. You know, like I said, I I, I think I said on the last one, I get pretty snobby about Mexican food and what people call Mexican food. Mm -hmm. When you're from San Antonio, you know there's a very distinct difference between what some people call Mexican food and actual Mexican food. Right. Well said and 100% true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Me, I'm just a Tex-Mex girl, but okay. Let's go to our senior. Uh, Josh, how do you feel about about pork skins? Uh... Usually I don't eat them a lot, but uh, I can have like one, two, but that's pretty much but it. But you've tried them. You've tried them before. I don't need a bag. Okay. <laughs> At least you have tried them before. Yes, I have. That's good. Okay. All right. Okay. Have you tried the hot and spicy? Uh, I have. My dad has a lot of them. So. Does he? Okay. Yeah. Do you I know what his... it's a generational deal. Do you yeah. know what his drink of choice is? His cola drink of choice is? Uh, I would say probably Coke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. And it's not a cola. It's a Coke. They're yeah. all Cokes. Well, well, that is well that's a whole nother subject spotlight because <laughs> I, yeah, Coke is Coke because Dr. Pepper is Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper Listen, is a Coke, though. But it's a cola. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people that are going to disagree with both of you and call it a soda. Yeah, pop, I know. A soda pop. I've got some Oklahoma cousins uh, 
that I claim on occasion that I call it pop. Yeah, my my wife is. She's from all over the place because she's an army brat. But yeah. the first place she'll tell you she's from is New Jersey. Yeah, and she she calls it pop. Depending on who she's around, she knows down here you don't call it pop. But if she's with any family, she if calls she, it pop. If she's in Addison's house, she calls it Coke. Then right. <laughs> well, see, but a Fanta strawberry is not a Coke. Yeah, it is. No. Uh, no. No. Now, whenever you go to a restaurant in great Texas, fodder you say, for <laughs> yeah, somebody says you want a Coke, and you say yeah. They say what kind? Then I, I would want a Coca Cola. Right. If yeah, somebody said that, Coke. There you go, Coca Cola. They know what you want. Okay. All right, whatever. Um, so now I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into the interview, and I'm gonna ask you the same thing as Coach Luster. Um, what have you been impressed with so far as we get ready for the season? I think the big thing coming in, you know, a little bit different for them because they knew Coach Luster, Correct. and yes, he was gonna put his stamp on the program, but you know, he he knew he knew them, they knew him. You know, I think the the different part here that uh, has really impressed me is how quickly they accepted me and the coaches that I brought in as far as what we were bringing to the table because it, it did flip the script on a lot of the things on just from how we practice, how we lifted, how we, uh, you know, did things in the in the weight room out on the field. I mean, they, we, we really flipped around some things on the, the blueprint of what the, the couple coaches that have been with me for a while and I believe is what you have to do to go win football games. And there wasn't that one month, two month of, well, we're going to kind of keep an eye on this guy. We'll see if it works and all that. They were very excited about trying something different. Obviously, you know, we, we all know that uh, um, they haven't had as much success lately, haven't been as strong as, as what we've come to know from the Forney Jackrabbits mm -hmm. before. And I think they were just excited about the change. And, you know, uh, I, I'm the kind of guy that uh, probably takes a little while to figure me out, you know, uh, doing cartwheels and jumping up and down and cranking up music loud and, uh, you know, trying to embrace them, having fun. And so I think there's probably a few days where it was like, what is wrong with this guy? But uh, they genuinely have accepted me. The parents have accepted me. The community is uh, very responsive to what we're doing. And so I think that the biggest thing that's impressed me is just how willingly they were to say, hey, let's try this guy out. You know, maybe maybe what he says is going to work. I guess we're going to find out here in a week. Huh? Yeah. Well, I'm a, can I, I say something that yeah, impressed me with Coach Flanner that I just I saw the other day on Twitter? So, apparently, he is the quarterback out there. He was in practice, and I wasn't really paying attention to the videos until he commented, and I was like, wait, is that Flanner running? <laughs> so, he was out there running, sliding. I think, I think you threw like a 60-yard touchdown pass. I appreciate you adding a few yards and, and really exaggerating how far that pass was. It was it was a You're far pass. He was going yes. against the grain yeah. and yeah. threw it back across. Now, I, I was did impressed. See a, a really nice pop up slide after a touchdown on <laughs> yeah. Saturday Saturday scrimmage. I, if I I was a little worried at first, you know, at least for some turf burn. But if I'd done it, we'd had to call the trainer probably. But it was very smooth. I well, was part, of, part of my baseball background, I, I yeah. do know how to pop up slide, I, though I never got to play on turf. But, uh, you know, it's just about them having fun and, yeah. and, and getting them to understand. In fact, we were kind of laughing, you know, I've never been on a sideline before where the coaches told the kids, hey, y'all got to stay behind that white line. And they did. Yeah. And so it's like, but no, like when something good happens, it's okay. I want you to come out and celebrate and I'll, I'll tell you to get back. But, yeah, let's have fun, you know. And, yeah. You know, something big would happen. And, yeah. And I turn around and it was like. Force field, not allowed to get past the white line. Yeah. I was like, all right, guys, they're not going to throw any flags today for celebrating. So come out to the numbers, right. chest bump, high five. I went running down the sideline on a long touchdown and pop-up slid and started jumping up and down. And 
we they they started to figure it out you know i mean mm -hmm. it, but that's part of the fun with the coach i mean if they see you doing it then they know it's okay to do that right and then you know as far as the videos uh, you know it is kind of part of my fun when i get to be the scout team quarterback and you don't see many offenses anymore that get under center and run the eye or mm -hmm. you know here in a few weeks we're gonna have to play midlothian that's triple option well you can't exactly ask your backup quarterback or your jv quarterback to run right. that offense Good because point. they it's going to be a circus it just is and yeah. so uh coach stewart our defensive coordinator is always like all right can we get you know can we get the old arm you know <laughs> oiled up and, and get you out there and so I have a whole lot of fun doing it. I do wake up uh, Wednesday morning after Monday and Tuesday's practice. Felt like somebody beat me with a baseball bat, um, but but it was good fun. And uh, you know, you're always you're always hoping they don't hit the quarterback in that situation. Well, luckily they weren't going to hit me, so yeah, that was good right. too. So well, yeah. you look good on video, Coach. There you Appreciate go. that. And we always have a, a fully stocked training room if, if needed the morning there after. You go. <laughs> the, the kids didn't see the ice bath I took uh, after they all left. Right. I love hearing that. Whenever I was in high school, I remember uh, Coach Cluis was here yep. for a long time. He went out and did some DB stuff um, and decided to play safety for a play, wearing only his helmet. Right? I, I, he wasn't wearing I, pads. I would have been a little scared if I was right. a kid with so, Coach Cluis. So Coach Cluis did go and he, he I, put his body in somebody. He hit somebody and then got up and was limping a little bit. And he limped around campus for about two weeks before he realized his leg was broken. Oh my oh, so Coach Cluis, like yes. And as soon as ever, that's exactly the reaction. Anybody that knew Coach Cluis was like, of course it was. Yeah, like, right. And he only went to the hospital because his wife, another Forney employee, was a dual credit teacher at the time. She made him go to the hospital. He's kind of the coach teacher version of Chuck Norris in, yeah. in a way. Yeah. One of those coaches <laughs> that's always hoarse, you know, yes. um, has has his own terms for literally everything. He's mm -hmm. speaking his own language. Yeah. But yeah, he broke his leg in practice, just kept on walking. Yeah. So, right. so we'll hopefully you stay safer than Coach Lewis. <laughs> right. They shouldn't be hitting the quarterback. Right. Where was our trainer? Hello, Doc English. Yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, he would have been there at you that time. You can't notice we've got a coach with a broken leg. <laughs> Um, all right, so what's kind of the key for this year? What's what's your core kind of theme, I guess, that you're focusing on with the players? Well, you know, we were cheating over there, getting to hear the uh, questions yeah. from the <laughs> and so we were texting back and forth on, on our answers here. But, you know, the biggest thing we've had really since I got in the door was, was talking about what it takes to win, mm -hmm. you know, the work that it takes to win games. Um, you know, we, we talk about focusing on what it takes to win games. And, you know, the kids immediately when I got there, I mean, two weeks in, we get new uniforms. Are we getting new this? Are we getting new that? And I said, no, we're going to get new weight room equipment because that's mm -hmm. going to be the difference between us winning and losing games, not getting a new uniform. Right. You know, the, we, we've got to focus on what it takes to win. There's a there's a great uh, picture that's out there. I want to get blown up and, and hang up because I say it so many times to him of uh, Michael Phelps a couple years ago in the Olympics, and he's out in front of the guy, and the guy in the next lane over as he's breathing is mm -hmm. looking at him, and it says, Winners focus on winning, losers focus on winners. And right. so Josh will tell you, he's heard me say that a whole bunch. And so anytime somebody brings something up and I'm going to say, is that going to be the difference between us winning and losing? And if it's not going to be the difference between us winning and losing, then we're not worried about it. You know, whether it's what we're wearing or what we're doing or what time we have to be, if it's the difference between us winning and losing, we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. There you go. Josh, was that an adjustment for you, I guess? Yeah, like you said, um, I talked to one of my teammates about it. Um, <laughs> He was, uh, we were talking about the weight room and we actually saw people working out, saw people wanting to get bigger and wanting to win and stuff. So that's a big change for Forney. And I feel like with this new season coming up, it's definitely something that we have to focus on and getting bigger, stronger, faster and wanting to win. 
having that passion for football. There you go. Well, I know when I walk in, I well, I've I've caught the the, the craze of the fear the, the jackrabbit. Mm -hmm. So I mean. Anytime I'm talking about anything about FHS, I'm like, that is what's in my brain, fear the jackrabbit. Yes. So, you know, Fleener brought that with him, and that has spread like wildfire. That is awesome. And I'll say not as an employee of the district, not as the host of the 126. I love it. I went to Forney High School, and somebody um, just talking to my friends and stuff that, that have heard of the podcast, they're like, what's that new Forney coach like that went to? And I said, honestly, I haven't spent a ton of time with him, but the first time he said, I remember when Forney used to lock the gate and wouldn't let you out till they were done with you. And I said, right then, I like this guy because I just love looking back at Forney and saying, hey, this this thing of not winning a lot of games, it's a new thing for Forney. It's not it's not the norm. And um, and to remember that, that Forney has, you know, the potential for this and we can, we've seen it before is something that I really enjoyed hearing from you. So fear the jackrabbit, I'm all on board. Right. Well, it's kind of just something that just randomly take, took off when I was talking to him. I was like, look, there was a time and, you know, it made me feel old when I realized none of them were born, you know, back in the right. days where they were playing in the state championship, things like that. And I just said, but there was a day when people were scared of the Jackrabbits. They feared going out there and free playing, and then they feared the Jackrabbits. And somebody, I think somebody from the Touchdown Club was like, you know, that'd be good on a T-shirt. And it kind of yeah. took off from there. And I'm glad that Coach O thinks of fear the Jackrabbits, because when I first brought it up, she thought of Elmer Fudd and Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, the Wabbit. And uh, pointed that out I, pretty quickly to me. Yeah. I don't think that anymore, though. <laughs> Elmer Fudd's not too, uh, you know, doesn't pump you up that much. Yeah. Like, but yeah, that's a well, good. It, that's and a good you asked earlier back. about what what's impressive about them, and you know, coming in and having energy and excited and fear the jackrabbit. You, you can do all the coach talk and coach speak that you want. They're starting to figure out how to put that work in, but I think they also are pretty level headed to know it doesn't mean just because there's a new staff and a new message that snap your fingers and hey, here we go, we're winning district, we're going to go three mm -hmm. rounds deep. I mean, there, there's going to be high points there's going to be low points um, but hopefully with with what we're instilling them right now is when we do face adversity or have a low point or like I say run out of time because we aren't ever going to lose right um, is we can overcome it we can get better from it it's it's not something that you know I, I told them all the time I, I could see games on film last year where there was just a point in the game where everything was good and they were rock and roll and they believed they were going to win and all this stuff and then just one thing just clicked and then it became here we go again mm -hmm. and and just being able to overcome that and overcome that adversity and what a good i mean what a good life skill for sure um so let's jump in real quick i want to ask you the same question what's something that you see them kind of facing today that might be new something that that you didn't encounter as a player oh i mean i i, I hate to give the the boring answer of just the social media age that mm -hmm. we're in but it's that you're under a as a 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kid, you feel like your entire life is under a microscope and every single thing that you do, whether it is or not, is being recorded and posted and could go viral. Mm -hmm. If you trip and fall in the hallway, if you drop a pass, if you miss a tackle, if, you, if you're the guy that gives up the touchdown pass over here, they, it's just, they are constantly under a microscope and they, and they really are. I mean, I, I've got their back on that because there is. There's cameras everywhere, and everything's going to show up. I mean, I uh, I already uh, threatened to fire that coach that posted the video of me as the scout team quarterback <laughs> sliding around because I was like, hey, you know, I, I don't know if we wanted to put that out there, right. but you know, it just you just don't ever know. And so I, I think it's just that it, sometimes I think they will not step up and say something or be a leader or 
or be willing to do something because they think somebody's going to make fun of me or somebody's going to put it on social media or somebody's going to do that and I'm going to be judged. And, you know, we can all smile and laugh and think of all the stupid things we did in high school. But right. I'm definitely happy that there were cameras or camera phones or things mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, I think it's a real thing that, that I think adults sometimes just kind of say, oh, it's just the social media age of kids. And I get it. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's, that's something I couldn't believe that. There was one time in my class that something came up about the NBA or something. I said, but none of y'all would, would turn down a million dollars to go play for an NBA team right now. And they said, yeah, I would. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a million dollars here. And they said, I'm, I'm short and unathletic. I don't want to be turned into a meme. I said, you can turn me into whatever you want on the internet for a million dollars. Like, it's a picture on Twitter. Who cares? Just turn it off. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's a big, yeah. it's a big influence in the way that that young people think about things. And even me, who grad, I'm not that much older. I'm ten years older than a senior. I've seen that change so much in a short amount of time. Um, but that's that's a big thing. Is there anything that that you kind of focus on specifically since you are working with with young men? Uh, just, you know, we, we brought it up here a little bit, and you, I mean, you kind of made the comment and alluded to it, is just how many things about life you learn from playing football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know every educator and principal is probably going to be mad at me for saying this, but you're going to forget some algebra too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to forget how to construct sentences or conjugate verbs in Spanish and things like that. But the things that you truly can learn from being a part of a football team and, and what you can take into life from that, I think defeats everything else you do the other seven periods of the day. Um, but it's also easy for me to say because that's what I'm in charge of. But right. um, when we talk about kids and, and young men being successful when they leave out of here, I think about you know what kind of husbands are they, what kind of fathers are they. You know, the second something is hard in their marriage, you know, can they overcome adversity versus just checking it in and quitting? Mm-hmm. And and that's why we make a big point that I tell our coaches all the time. I want their families up there. I want their wives up there. I'm on them at games, I want them on the sideline, I want them on the field because I think it's important for the young men and their families that are very quick to judge us in the stands based mm-hmm. on how things are going that we're not just football coaches. We are husbands, we are fathers, we are uh, you know, role models, you know, men that can be in, in the lives of, of kids, whether they have a, a father figure in their life, whether they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, can, I had a great life growing up, mother, father, my dad's my hero. But I still wouldn't be where I wasn't today if I didn't have two or three other men in my life mm-hmm. that showed me some of the things that he couldn't, or because he was a football coach right. and he was doing that for other kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's the number one thing, you know. When people ask you, you know, well, how successful were you there? You know, I, I've heard somebody say before, well, call me in five years and tell me where all those kids are from that team. There you go. You know, Addison, I I call it educational. Athletics, because there are so many countless lessons that are taught that don't have anything to do with X's and O's mm-hmm. uh, for these kids. And it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. It just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. These coaches are continuously pouring into these kids. That's why we have to be supportive of our coaches. And it's, I mean, not to, not to demean anything that's happened on the field. It, if you ask me, it's way more important. It really is because most of these kids – they're not going to play another football game after they leave. And and the ones who do, that's going to come to an end before before other things in their life, right? Before, you know, you'll stop playing football and you still have to be an employer or employee. You still have to be a father. You still have to be a husband. You still have to do all these things. So me as a father of, 
you know, he's two years old right now. But if I were to talk to a coach that was going to coach him, that would be the number one thing. How are you making my kid a better young man? Not necessarily how are you going to make him a football star? Because I know my genetics is probably not going to happen. <laughs> so, but but a coach could help him be a good man. I know that. You know, it's the same thing I talk to uh, my daughter's college coaches about. You know, they sit you down and they want to know what, what you know. What do you expect from us? You know, and I was like, I just want you to coach my kid hard, and that didn't have anything to do with volleyball. Okay, Mm -hmm. that was coach her heart, make her the best person. I want to see a transformation from when she comes in as a freshman at Texas Tech to when she goes off and she's a a young adult um, as a senior. I want to see a transformation in her. And, you know, that's what we want, that we want them to be different going out than when they came in for the better. Right. If you ask people today, you know, what's kind of the the number one thing with just with young people, you know, well, they have no accountability. They're Mm -hmm. lazy. Uh, they, it's easy just to quit when something gets hard, things like that. Well, where else besides athletics right now are you learning that in the school day? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, unless you're a part of something like a sports program or the band or something where, and, you know, that's the hardest part is we are holding them accountable uh, to, to everything. And, and that's why we always tell them they're, they're held to a higher standard, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to push them forward later on down the road. Mm-hmm. I was talking to an administrator um, an assistant principal at North Forney yesterday, and we were kind of talking about that, how how we need to give kids places where they can fail when they're young. And athletics is such a big thing. I was like, most of us know how to win. We know how to feel good about winning. We're kind of born with that, but a lot of us don't know how to react when we lose. And if we don't give them the opportunity to fail when they're in high school, where it's not really gonna affect them that much, but that lesson they take with them can help them way down the road whenever real failure sets in and they have to deal with that. So. Yes, that holding them accountable is huge. Well, and, and, and Steve over here will probably say the same thing. Another one of those things I say probably more often than I need to because they're probably just beat down by it. But it's just, you know, we'll get to an end of practice and somebody will say, well, let's go, let's go one more set of plays. Let's do, you know, let's do this because, you know, maybe the offense got on that day or the defense got on that day. And I say, hey, if we run out of time on Friday night, I don't get to call that coach and say, hey, let's run it back tomorrow. You know, this isn't Madden where you get to hit reset right. when, when things aren't going well. All we can do is come back in the next day, fix what we messed up, and make sure it doesn't happen again. But, you know, we don't get to say, hey, didn't work out for us last night. Could y'all just show back up tomorrow, Citibank, <laughs> right. you know, and we'll, we'll run it back. We'll run it back. That's awesome. Did you have a, a question? Well, I did. I want to I, I ask Josh the same question. There you, go. Um, you know, what, what do you feel are – uh, good characteristics of um, a teammate, and do you consider yourself one? Uh, I would say I do. It's the brotherhood that comes with the, um, like athletics, football. It, you go into athletics, and let's say it's your freshman year, you don't really have any friends. And I say for athletics with me, it's made me humble. It's made me have brothers. It made me have people that I can count on. And I would say that's the big thing for me is the brotherhood that comes mm-hmm. with football. And that stays forever. Oh, so yeah. you're going to be fr- – I mean, I'm still friends with people I graduated with in high school. So, mm-hmm. I mean, lifelong friendships, relationships. Well, I like that he said brotherhood because, you know, we talk about the brotherhood, the fam, the family, that deal. And because we talk to them all the time, you know, even at, at practice things get heated. And, you know, you fight with your brother. You know, mm-hmm. you can fight with your sister. You can be mad at mom and dad, you know, or the coach. But when it comes to – to uh, Friday nights or when it comes to when we leave that field and go against somebody else, I still love you and I got your back. Right. You know, I may hate, you know, my little brother, but 
somebody messes with him, he's getting the whole family, right. you know, type of deal. And so it's just, I like that he uses that brotherhood term because we talk a lot about that, that you don't have to love each other, you know, or you don't have to like each other, but you do have to love each other. Right. And, and I do think that society, TV, stuff like that has, has definitely watered down that, um, specifically that male-to-male friendship. And that is such a huge thing that every everyone needs, you know. I mean, and same thing with for the for the young women that are you know in athletics. They need that friend who who is right there and will love them unconditionally and has their back. And and I think that a lot of a lot of young boys are afraid to have that where they're okay to say, "Man, I love this guy. Like I I'll do anything for him. I'll go to war with that guy." And that you got to have that. You got to have those people in your foxhole whenever stuff gets crazy. So. Well, so, and also, are you a pizza or a hamburger guy? There you go. <laughs> um, I would say uh, pizza. I like hamburger pizza the most, yes. Hamburger okay. pizza, okay. Both of them. Put so, those hands so, together. So you got a, a, a special spot, favorite spot for pizza? Um, I really don't. I mean, uh, I would say CeCe's, but that's... That's pretty much it. Alfredo. CC's. It's Alfredo for CC's, and it's mm-hmm. just different for all kind of places. Yeah. You, you ask teenagers about pizza. They, they, they don't care. Cheap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, my favorite pizza is free. <laughs> yes. That's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> well, Addison, you can see we both sides of town. We are really in good mm-hmm. hands with Coach Lester and Coach Fleener leading these programs. Absolutely, and I'm so excited to see where this goes, and more so than the records and all that stuff. I'm just excited to see the kind of – the kind of young players that come out of this program. Yeah. And, and I think that the fact that both of them, that's their barometer for success is is huge and something that is so needed yes. right now. So truly mentoring young men. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So thank you both for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. And uh, I would say good luck. I don't believe in luck, so go get them. Um, have fun, and uh, we'll be cheering on you. And that is no, that's not all we have. Coach O has something. She's she's giving me the the finger. Well, we've got to the finger. She's waving her. We've finger got to announce our, our what a question trivia yes, winners from do. last week. So let me and, and give a few shout outs and give a, a question for uh, for this podcast. There we go. So Amber Green, who is the media specialist at Forney High School, it was our what a question trivia winner okay. for uh, last week. We asked those two questions. You know, what sports did uh, Mr. Jung coach in middle school and what instrument did um, Dr. Campbell play in high school? And so Amber Green got that right. And we wanted to give a shout out uh, to Katrina Esters. She works at FLA. And Coach Weaver and I saw her on the first day of school. And she mentioned to us that she's a Nacogdoches native, native who... Wore Rocky Mountain jeans. There you go. There you go. In high school. So, you know, shout out to the girls who wore Rocky Mountains in high school. Um, Now, the water question trivia for this podcast is going to be, um, what is the Spanish translation for pork skins? There you go. And you can't, you got to just know it. You can't look it up on Google Translate. So that is all the time that we have for episode two of season three. We will talk to you next week.